everyone. <laughs> Welcome back to Happy Fun Times. Today it is April 24th, 9 35th, 9:35 p.m. And it is episode 14. And today I have with me somebody that I truly love. She is so endearing. We have history. And she's been stuck with me for the longest time and I can't get rid of her. I'm kidding. I love you. Stick with me forever. <laughs> and her name is... Yeah. Katya Musbanji. Yay! <laughs> when I conceptualized this idea, I had a mental list in my head of the people that I wanted to talk to. And just to be clear, like there's no list of value that comes with these people. It's just more of, huh, who do I think would really work well this week? Or what are, what is the thing that I'm curious about these people? And then obviously planning. And that's why I'm so happy that Katya Masbanji is here with me right now. Katya, my Bobby. My Bobby. <laughs> Hi. I'm actually like, I, this is one of the reasons why I love you so much because we don't actually ever hang out and like, <laughs> we don't even talk that often, but our friendship is just so good. And like, I just, I love you. I love that. I, I just, ugh, you're great. Thank you. Yeah, I, I run by a certain philosophy that I, didn't really develop but I just noticed when I was in college but I don't really I don't believe that distance defines a friendship because you know when you grow up you get busy you have real world actual issues now that you have to be more responsible with and you know it doesn't necessarily mean that friendships drift off it just means that okay you're doing your thing I'm doing my thing if you need a resource I'm here for you and vice versa um, so that's why I love our friendship because it's it's not really this like selfish thing where it's like I need you for this or I need you for that, but it's more like I found this random TikTok and I'm gonna share it in the group chat. <laughs> yeah, I I really appreciate those kinds of friendships and that's why you're one of my I still consider you one of my closest friends and like I told you this the other day. I bring you up so much in conversation and and like that's fine, but compared to how much I actually see you and like interact with you, it's like kind of more than you'd expect but I appreciate it so much because I'm always an absent friend and I noticed that a lot of people totally not in a rude way it's understandable they just kind of forget about me because I don't really make much of an effort sometimes so I like appreciate this these are the friendships that mean a lot to me so you mean a lot to me thank you and you know that also like opens a lot of room for spontaneity because it's like, oh, out of no nowhere, out of nowhere, it's it's Gian or it's Katya. But does that mean that like it's awkward because we didn't talk for so long? No, it just means let's do something together. Let's pick things up. You know what? I get I get that a lot actually. Um, I have a lot of friends from like elementary school even who I don't talk to for a long time or like I don't see. But then anytime we do talk or hang out randomly, they always they always say. It feels like no time has passed, and I feel like I get that a lot, so I'm glad that's how you feel too, I guess. That's nice. Yeah, I mean, like, it's, I don't know, because I, I found out with myself that I have this, like, this really bad thing, which isn't really bad, but more like I have this tendency to, like, really isolate myself, and not because, like, anybody has, like, hurt me or, like, I don't like anybody. It's just I'm very, like one with my comfort with like being physically oh, yeah. alone oh, so yeah. it's like you know I never want to be in a position where I make people feel like I'm ditching on them but it's just like I'm very comfortable with just you know being introverted not hanging out all the time but it doesn't necessarily mean that I'm throwing our friendship in the trash you know yeah I'm the exact same way it took me um I wasn't I didn't necessarily have lots of friends in high school because I was we were in that virtual program so like I didn't have to go to school ever but um I didn't really have many friends by my own choice mostly and I just didn't want to like um make 
people deal with like me being very like what do you call it um flaky and stuff and then towards the end of high school when I had more friends I noticed that I did start flaking because I'd get like overworked I guess socially and then in high and then in college I mean I started to like figure it out again and be like okay now I understand my boundaries so I don't flake on people as much because I'm the same way I really like being alone in my alone time and I'm very comfortable by myself so I get it yeah it's exactly that I mean like I remember when I went to college and I had to like start all over with friend groups I just like realized that I, I do have some sort of like like anxiety when it comes to like meeting people and actually spending the time to get to know them because like most of the time it was just at the time like me being like oh what if I'm like not good enough I don't really listen to today's music I don't know how to talk to people but I also don't want to be like completely alone but then you just kind of like notice that when you meet people it's not really this I forgot the word but it's not really this partnership where you have to make friends so you can do this big project or solution but it's more like like a romance like it, it the best friendships happen when it's unexpected you just gotta follow the rhythm of your own drum yeah. and then you find your community yeah i i always say this to my friend frida she's like um she's like my one college friend actually i have like two or three other friends but they're all because of her but um first semester ever of college um I just never expect to make friends because I'm very like, ah, just go to class and get out of there. Like, not interested. But there's this girl, Frida, that was in my very first art class. And she just, I came to learn later after several semesters together that she can't like take a class and not introduce herself to everyone. And she really forced me to be friends with her, not in a bad way. And it was cute because um, if it weren't for her, I don't think I'd have any friends genuinely because I don't really try. And I remember like a few semesters ago in one of our classes, she, before the class or after, I don't remember what, but there was a guy in one of our art classes that like was just very also like clearly not interested in socializing or making friends. But one day she just comes to me and she's like, yeah like I'm so I don't know what to do how do I how do I introduce myself to him like and then she just started going on and on about like how she's stressing out over the fact that she hasn't introduced herself yet and she also doesn't know how she should go about it and I was like wow imagine stressing over wanting to introduce yourself to people I can't relate You're like, no, that's like, um, that's not my main concern. I just want to yeah. get out of here. Yeah, and then I realized that day, wow, I really wouldn't have friends if I didn't end up in the same class as her because she, like, needs to meet everyone and she wants to be this, like, welcoming hand to everybody all the time. And she totally is. It was funny. Damn, what a trooper. Shout out to Frida. You sound cool, dude. Yeah, Frida. <laughs> yeah, Frida. <laughs> wow yeah I've never I've never met anybody exactly like Frida just like somebody that wants to like introduce themselves because I think when you when you notice people like in college specifically you you can weed out the people that just like okay I'm here for this thing and then I'm gonna go and then the other people that are like I'm gonna make myself known and be awesome in this class and I'm gonna put all my energy into getting this A which is you know respect to you but also like why how do you do it and why do you do it how do you have so much love for everything and passion she my demeanor in my classes with her and without her is so different like in my classes where she was there I was way more welcoming especially because I would sit near her and she's very welcoming and I was more talkative but in the classes she wasn't in I was just this like dark black hole at the back of the classroom that no one ever came close to I was just like a hermit or something in my big clothes all like hooded up and stuff it was kind of funny I was like I, I took this one professor's three different classes, three semesters in a row, and for three semesters in that same classroom, I would sit in the same chair at the back of the room, and I was like, man, 
I just feel like a black hole in this classroom. Oh my God. And it lasted so long. It was kind of funny. I guess my question for you is that, do you like being the black hole? Yeah, I'm fine with it. I think it's funny. <laughs> I get told so much that um, I'm not approachable. And I don't, and you know me, I don't have a mean or a scary face. I actually have resting sad face. But I just, I'm not approachable. And I look like I'm probably such a deep person who's like so in my thoughts and feels, but I'm really not. Um, but like, I just, yeah, I don't really care. It's better. I have really, really, really bad social anxiety. So I prefer to not be like talked to. So yeah, I do like it. I do like just kind of getting in class and getting out of there. I'm not interested in like, you know, formalities, I guess. <laughs> well, you follow the rhythm of your own drum. You do what yeah. you will. And that is perfectly fine. It's really interesting because now that you're mentioning it, I had this, I have this memory of you. I, I think I, I walked to, I went to, I walked to school that day. And for those who don't know, we were in this digital arts program in a very headache ish type of high school and we can go out and in anytime depending on our um class ranking like if you're a junior or senior you can leave and nobody wanted to be there so i just decided to leave and so did katya <laughs> but i remember walking to campus and then i i didn't know katya but i saw her like sitting on top of this I believe a backup generator so, and yeah it was like a generator <laughs> water pipes outside right outside the, the school yeah i used to sit there oh my god yeah and i was like i don't i didn't know you but i you already like piqued my interest because she, my first thought was like she looks like a gargoyle <laughs> that's like protecting <laughs> the campus you don't know how happy that makes me <laughs> Aww. It was the time before the AirPods came out, so you had like your earphones and you were listening to music, which I'm going to assume is Green Day because I know how much you love Green <laughs> Actually, Day. You know what? Probably not. It probably wasn't. Uh, what do you think it was? Yeah, you're gonna think I'm a fake. I only really, really, really got into Green Day like end of high school. Like I obviously knew all of their big hits and I knew who they were. Um, but I didn't really like listen to them. I don't even think I had many of their songs that weren't just like big hits, but I got into them way more after. But like, yeah, I was probably listening to Brains too. Oh. <laughs> like a hundred percent. That was my anthem my whole life. <laughs> Brains That's a good too. song though. It's a great yeah. song. It's so, man, it may not be my style anymore, but it's so like nostalgic and nice that song every time it comes up i just kid me is like rocking out inside yeah girl you go like i don't know it's cute <laughs> yeah i mean i remember like growing up listening to green day because like the radio station that my family and i would listen to would be 93.1 jack fm and oh. They would play like old Green Day hits and then you just mm -hmm. kind of like grew up with like the American Idiot soundtrack and then mm -hmm. later on in life I realized that it was a Broadway production and, and I was like what they incorporated Jesus of Jesus of Suburbia in a Broadway play what yeah. I grew up on the the flip side of that coin I grew up um my dad has been listening to K-Rock since before I was born. And he's been listening to Kevin and Bean on K-Rock since before I was born. And we used to, I just remember lots of Linkin Park and growing up yes! in the car with my dad, listening to K-Rock with Linkin Park and stuff and like Nirvana. My dad hates Nirvana and that's all they play and I love it. But um, speaking of radio stations, I just want to say I love K-Rock. I listen to it when I was a kid a lot because at one point my dad would drive me to school in the morning and I listened to Kevin and Bean in the morning and Kevin and Bean finally ended last year and that was really sad because I was like man my dad got like 20 years with them I wish I got my 20 years with them in the morning but it's okay 
I love that you mentioned K Rock because that was the station that I would I would flip to when like I didn't like what what was playing on ninety three point one Jack FM. So then <laughs> I'd be FM like listening. Is what I flip to when I don't like what's playing on K Rock. <laughs> That's so funny. So it's like you you either have like two options. You're like your old timey wimey punk rock hits or like show tunes and like eighties Aerosmith. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I I love K Rock as well because like they would always play like the Lincoln Park hits, which was like in the end, numb, yeah. um, new divide, and it was like so great because like when Lincoln Park has always been like my shit since I landed in America, <laughs> <laughs> because like because like the since new I metal landed. age was so good. <laughs> it's so I remember I um little known fact that I don't like to bring up a lot. I, before I started gymnastics, I was actually in hip-hop dancing. I was never good. I was not, like, serious. I was a kid just put in dance. But, like, I did hip-hop, and I had a few recitals, okay? But I used to just, like, that was a lot of my younger childhood. And my sister actually really loved hip-hop music. So, and I do too, but, you know. So that's kind of what I listened to on my iPod mostly. But then... There was one point when I must have been like eight or nine or something that I, it was like Sunday and my dad was watching a live Linkin Park concert on the TV. And I remember that is the day that I fell in love with alternative and rock music. I remember hearing him like scream in his music and I'd never heard that before. And like my head exploded and I was like, this is amazing. And that was like the day I realized I love alternative rock. And then haven't looked back since. <laughs> That was so. That's such a good memory. That I I love Lincoln Park. They just remind me of like that day and my dad and like fun stuff. Yeah, you know I have to, I have to say like I've noticed ever since high school that you're really in tune with like music and things that pique your interest. You have like an opinion of of like things that you are interested in, whether it be books. I have an opinion <laughs> on everything. <laughs> it's a little exhausting. Yeah. But that's good though, because it's like, oh, now we have plenty to talk about. Mm-hmm. I seem quiet, but I love talking about things like music and books and movies and things. I just like things. <laughs> things. Somewhere, somewhere in Granada Hills, Mrs. GT from Granada is crying because of how many times I said things. I don't know if you ever had her. She was one of the English teachers in the virtual program. No, I don't, she, it was, she was definitely a main campus teacher, yeah. right? But somewhere she is screaming at me. She taught me so long ago to never say things, and now I just say it when I feel like bugging her even though she can't hear me. <laughs> you're, you're transcribing a spiritual message to her. Yes. Like right now in this moment, she must feel really stressed, but that's because she doesn't know that we're sending she doesn't, her a message. Suddenly she has like a wave of stress, but where is it coming from? Why am I stressed? <laughs> <laughs> Somewhere one of her old students is doing everything she never wanted. That's funny. Oh my god! <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Um, Actually, I wanted to share with everybody, but... Katya is an art major. Oh, look at that. Yeah, that. <laughs> She's talented, you guys. This woman, this woman, oh my god. I would walk into one of our classrooms, which is like the digital room. And this is before I ever truly met her, but I saw her like scribbling in the corner. <laughs> in I saw corner. her scribbling in a corner. I know what corner. That's funny. It's always that corner, Katya. <laughs> that was my that was my spot. It was like supposed to be a blind spot, but I guess it wasn't. Oh no, I just I just saw you like hunched over and that was the time when you had longer hair and for those who don't know what Katya looks like right now, she's sporting short hair with cute ass bangs. Um yeah. <laughs> But she had her long hair and she was hunched over and I was just like, I looked at her like, what the fuck? And then, <laughs> and then I met her and then I actually found out what she was drawing and it was this beautiful, mythical looking piece of this like, oh, what that, like, could be looked at. With the antlers and like, it was holding yeah. a heart. 
I yeah. I'm still proud of that. I can never do anything like that again. That little drawing session, where did that come from? I've never had a drawing session like that ever since then. That was cool. I I must have been so depressed when I did that because that was just like I felt like a mad scientist scribbling away with like so many emotions. I have not felt that way since. That was kind of funny. I love thinking of my emo years. Are you still not in your emo years? Because I feel like you kind of are. <laughs> right? It's more that I'm kind of just in like self-expression limbo and the only way that I, that I can just only express myself as much as I have in high school. So I just look emo, even though I don't feel emo. But I mean, I don't know. This last year, I feel more emo than I did in high school. This year <laughs> definitely is testing everybody. Yeah, I don't know. It's kind of funny. No, I'm not I'm not very emo, but I was. <laughs> I mean I mean I would say like we did grow up in a certain time era where emoness was the mainstream culture. And like uh, some people did it for style and some people yes. actually did feel that way. Okay, but also I think about this a lot. I was I was still too young for MySpace, but we still grew up very, very well acquainted with like the MySpace emo era and like that whole scene but then towards the very end of our high school years we started to see that like e-girl emo start to pop up that type of style it was like developing so we got like two different genres of emo and it was so weird because it was like i don't know honestly i do miss like myspace emo that was such a fun time i can't believe you brought up myspace emo because <laughs> i actually had a myspace you did? I never did. I, did. I was a normal kid, B, and I had clips. <laughs> you were way too young for MySpace. What were you doing on MySpace? Okay, okay, I was like, what? I think I was eight years old, and <laughs> my my dad made this account for me because, like, he wanted me to, like, be tech-savvy with people in the Philippines, so, Hold like, on, he set it up for me. Your dad made you an, a MySpace account? Your dad did it. Yeah. Oh, my God. I couldn't even have Club Penguin, with it, Club Penguin without them being worried. <laughs> That's so funny. Also, I would... <laughs> I would never expect that because you're also a first gen. How did they how did they let you have social media at like eight years old? It's so funny. My dad's a really twisted like man. And like I don't talk to him because he's weird. But like I I had a MySpace, <laughs> but I never used it because mm -hmm. it was just him like recording like me, like, hi auntie this, hi uncle that. And like <laughs> the background is like Dragon Ball. Oh my god, Gian! This is so fun. I love it. It was like this. Goku going Super Saiyan, and then you know how like you can put a song in the little like toggle bar on top. It was mm -hmm. Skater Girl, Skater Boy. It was Skater Boy by Avril Lavigne. <laughs> Gian, suddenly everything I know about you makes like all the sense in the world. That's so. <laughs> that's like the most Gian thing I've ever heard. I don't know how many times that reference is in my head. Like I was in the car with my sister the other time the other day and I saw this guy skateboarding and I just thought that and I was like, when is this gonna end? Is that ever gonna end? <laughs> like that little inner music thing with Avril like when will that go away? I'm 20 now. Like you just see somebody skating and then in your little head it's like you see you hear like earth <laughs> <laughs> yeah. hold on we need to, we need to switch topics because i think i'm coming off a little bit too myspace emo which i'm not oh my god but that's <laughs> that's like the best though because like a great conversation right? has like subgenres. <laughs> yeah for that's sure but you're an cool. art major <laughs> mm -hmm. Somewhat, somewhat. Somewhat. Yeah. So tell tell me about that. Like, what have you been learning these past years? You're super talented, and I love your little oil piece of, like, the hands from that one famous oh, painting that I can't yeah. think of. <laughs> I, that was so... I just don't know how I did that. <laughs> um, art and school. Where do I even begin? Um, 
I'm still in community college. The heads up. Not that I worry about it. Um, but I am done with obviously like general ed and like kind of transfer requirements. Now I'm just here because I'm lost as fuck, as most artists are. Um, trying to weigh the importance of things in my life. Like there's a part of me that has really wanted to experience like art college specifically because I want to be like around the people. Like there's that side of me. And then there's the whole like wanting to prove to myself that I am capable of doing school and being like successful at it. Cause I'm not the strongest in school Not because I'm actually bad at school or studying, it's more just because I'm uninterested and it's really hard to motivate myself to care about something that means nothing to me. Um, So it's like now I'm in a point where I'm like, okay, I want to pursue art. Problem is I still don't know exactly how and in what way because I'm actually interested in so many different forms of art that it's like really difficult to choose. So then it's like, okay my next step is to just go to school and try to figure out what kinds of jobs are out there and figure out which form in a career makes me feel best i guess um but the problem with that is that transferring is really hard um money is really hard i don't feel like i want to go to like csun and just do art there i feel like i'd really really benefit from an art college experience but I had a portfolio review recently and they didn't tell me that I was bad, but they said that I need more art, which is true. I only compiled like 14 things and they need like 30 plus. Um, but it's just like, I was, it's so difficult because it's like, I have suffered through school since like seventh grade, genuinely. Do I really want to put myself through? more school is that actually the route for me you know because you know this art is something you can start up on your own it's difficult but you don't need school the only reason i'd go is because i feel like i as a person would benefit but even that's in question now it's like i've never benefited i've only ever been miserable in school you know yeah uh, i mean realistically school really is a dungeon sometimes <laughs> and it doesn't from what we've seen it doesn't cater to every major perfectly Mm-mm, um not at all it doesn't cater to people like i'm definitely one of those people that did not mesh well with the school system and the way that it functions and i've really had to bend over backwards just to to even get out with decent you know like grades and whatever just because it's not something that's a natural like it's not normal it's not natural for me I don't know it just doesn't feel right so it's like yeah there's it's just questioning school a lot when I should be going through school you know traditionally it's like a really weird time to be questioning school but I think that's kind of part of being 20 I don't know no that's definitely true and very valid it's just that our U.S. school system has really put us in a place where it made us feel like we're unequipped or inferior of real life. But the truth is, is that school in general, K-12 and college, it's not one size fits all, but it seems like it, you know, it's like if you don't fit into the mold, then how are you going to succeed in life? But then again, there's all these faculty members that's drilling the idea of like, you need to pick up the pace. However, what's what's even what is what even is the point of reading Pendragon? You know, like reading Pendragon and doing an analysis about this Bobby dude that's like so irritable. But it, I mean, school never really gave us the life skills, never gave us financial literacy, you know, yeah. not really much on resume review or whatever, just to be a basic human being in this rock we call the earth. And I could go on and on about it, but like, I'm not here to give you advice. You do whatever you want to do, but... Also, I feel like we're on the same page. (laughs) I feel like everyone our age is on the same page right now. Yeah, we hate school. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like we're all just figuring out how it's a scam more than anything. But we can't even 
get out into the world without doing it. I mean, the only way it's not a scam is like trade school or medical school or something where you're like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> when you have like to like really practice. Yeah, the fact that like a bachelor's is becoming like, you know, worth nothing and then soon a master's, it's like, whatever. Also, you know, like art school doesn't have the same issues as I've noticed with like other people who aren't in like art programs, but it's got its own issues. Like I want to do a portfolio review to see where I'm at and when I can apply. And the like the art they're expecting from me is art that I'd expect from myself getting out of that school after going through the education and the practice and the training you know like even art school has like such ridiculous high expectations for artists where it's like hey I'm not going there for a degree I'm not going there for a grade I just have a genuine love for art and I want to better myself as an artist um so that I can do it one day and it's like they're just asking so much of you and I don't think that that makes sense all the time you know what I mean yeah it's just kind of it makes sense it's just kind of weird how college regardless of like what it's specifically for gives off the idea like this is the place where you go for opportunity but however for some reason it just feels like a country club where it's like you have to like be perfect I feel like I want to go to college to learn something for real but to get in I feel like I need to be a professional already at life or something it feels like their expectations are so ridiculous I don't know or I might just be lazy who knows I don't know who knows but regardless I I think the system is a little rigged if not really (laughs) rigged Um, (laughs) but I just I believe that when it comes to art um it's really about the people who like your work because it's the people that buy your stuff. It's the people that shares your things that really does give you that platform. Yeah, I was thinking of that the other day. Yeah, it's like you really do need the digital platform to launch yourself, not really necessarily, you know, <laughs> the college you go to. And you know how much I'm struggling with that my art account has been dead and it's it's mostly been dead I think I was active for maybe two months last year and like and then I just dropped off because also being like putting myself out there is such a difficult thing because I'm not interested in that and like (laughs) I actually regularly go through and remove followers that are inactive because I'm not interested in having people on my social medias who I don't interact with um because I'm a very private person so like having an art account that I'm supposed to be promoting is so hard and it's so stressful because like I almost wanted to tell you today um because I know you usually post a story um Mm -hmm. on your Instagram when you like put up a podcast I was gonna say don't tag me because I've been telling people not to tag my art account and then there's the side of me that I'm going to hate later that's not going to let me tell you that because I know that I should let you put my name out there not that I please don't click on it if you're hearing this but like (laughs) I'm just not going to close any doors not assuming that anyone would be interested enough to click on that name but if they are I'm not going to close the door that's what my point is okay How, how about this for those listening um, <laughs> regardless of if I tag Katya's account or not, I still believe that it's a worth it look. Okay? Oh, thanks. <laughs> I think Katya's art style has a specific look that is so, so majestical and very concept lark, uh, concept art like video game timey wimey type of stuff. And I think it's so cool and would look so awesome as like a tattoo. <laughs> I get that so often, illustrator or tattoo artist. It's like, ah, why? Those are the two that I'm not interested in. Stop telling me that. Gosh, but I would love <laughs> to have like an way. antler demon on my like belly right here. The only reason I've never considered tattoo art is because of like, um, 
I actually really love tattoo artists and like that whole, you know, ordeal. But I, the only reason I actually don't consider it, even though I get told a lot my art would be pretty good for that, is because uh, people scare me and that's like serious customer service where you're literally up in people's junk sometimes and like, I can't do it, I can't do it. Also the responsibility. I'm so picky. If you come to me and tell me you want me to draw something that I don't really feel like drawing like a rose or something, I'm not gonna do it. So it's like the only reason I haven't, I don't wanna do it. Just because I, basically I'm saying I'm selfish as an artist and I just don't wanna draw what other people want me to draw when they want me to, so. Yeah, I mean like there's there's a level of it where it's kind of like, oh, I want to do this because it's like for a friend and I'm genuinely interested in the subject matter. And then there's another side where it becomes a little toxic in terms of like, oh, well, when I do art, I do it because it makes me feel happy. Now it's become this job and responsibility. Uh, I, you know what? And that whole thing, I've been dealing with that lately. Um, I've not drawn at all for more than 20 minutes at least. Um, or at most, I mean, for the last six months. I think the last thing I posted was in November, and then I haven't posted since. And I am not busy off on the side doing things and not posting. I am doing nothing. I have not drawn. I think the only thing I drew was Katie's portrait that I sent her kind of earlier before her birthday. But um, yeah, other than the other day where I really sat down and tried to get myself to draw, um, I have not. And it's stressful because I'm going through a phase right now of like artist block for sure, but um, having to like figure out my motivation again because I think I was going through last like November, December, I was going through a lot of like stress of transferring because I was expecting to start transfer applications and like I had the stress of transfer and then I had the added stress of I did a portfolio review and they basically told me I'm not ready. Um, and then the added stress of, I need to promote myself on Instagram. And honestly, every single time I picked up a pencil, I was like, this has to be Instagram worthy. This has to be something that I want to put on Instagram. And if you know me, I'm ridiculously hard on myself. So almost nothing I do, so almost everything I do is not Instagram worthy. So I went through a while of like having to reframe how I why I do art because I was like you're doing it for all the wrong reasons you're doing it to get into a college and you're doing it to make other people happy which one day that'll be important but right now when I should be building up a bigger portfolio I need to worry about me more than like mm -hmm. you know worrying about what other people are thinking so yeah it's it's such an interesting job I guess or thing to do because it is very like personal but it is your like success is so based on what other people are gonna think of it yeah there seems to be this toxic culture when it comes to social media and sharing your art because on one side people would argue oh I need this platform it's the real thing that launched my career but then another side of it is like how much time and effort am I going to put into this piece in order to win the appraisal of people knowing that there are some people that are gonna dislike it but then again it kind of it really does bring in the idea of like why do you want to do art like that's yeah. my that's not rhetorical I, i'm genuinely asking you like why mm -hmm. why do you do art um i think i've just always been a really passionate person um a little bit like you know the whole like stop and smell the roses I've probably been <laughs> stop and smell the roses for like an hour and a half kind of person um I just I don't know I feel like life is uh, I feel like life is so beautiful and like there's so much to get out of it and I feel like uh, I'm such a sap I feel like being creative and being artistic in any way shape or form form is such a natural thing it's not something you have you have to force yourself to do and I feel like growing up surrounded by like doctors and engineers in my family and like very like school and education oriented people and I love my dad but my 
dad also like showing that he you know he's an accountant being open about how like he didn't really want to ever be an accountant he just did it he actually said this to me once he said it pays the bills i just think growing up in that environment was like and also him and my whole family supporting me to be whatever i want was very like i just don't think i ever want to end up in a position where i have to say it pays the bills in like a job that's um that that i have to like devote myself to so much like I don't mind saying that about a job like working at Starbucks or a grocery store to help myself as an artist, but saying that about a job that's like nine to five and, you know, that just basically takes up my life, I just don't want to do that. I want to like love the world and show that every day and I show that through art, you know. Right. I mean, clearly how you do your art is an extension of your personality but what I also like appreciate about your art is that beauty comes in all different types of forms and your art style is not really conventional when it comes to beauty because it's like you have these like really skinny like humanoid figures with like flowers coming out of their antlers and their eyes aren't really there but it's not a that cliche, goes, huh? The, like, I don't think it's cliche. <laughs> ill but beautiful trope thing. No, I'm fine with it. I think it's... I, I'm trying to stray a little bit, but I don't... That's just kind of... I draw what I'm best at, and I only post what I'm best at, so that's kind of... I'm just saying that's, like, my comfort zone. But, yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah, and... I, I I guess, like, if you say that it is a cliche, then it is. But, like, if you were to really look at Katya's art, I think that she has something going on with her with her little set of creatures and her own little, like, world. This beautiful fish woman <laughs> with, with, like, gills on her sides. And I'm like, oh, wow, that's actually really cool. But I believe that society has really brought in that idea like you have to work at a nine-to-five job but that just steals your soul away and I know you're struggling and I I mean this like genuinely but like struggling to find the path after your after community college but I think you're doing something in which you don't want to sell your soul like a lot of people sacrifice their dreams to find a job that will pay the bills and help the family but you stuck true to yourself and that has got to mean something you know what i honestly i'm i'm gonna credit my dad to that because not even because he said that thing to me once where he said it pays the bills he has genuinely supported me since i was a kid and like i mean I'm very thankful for a first-gen family. Most of my immediate family that I'm closest to isn't very old-fashioned, but I am so used to being in an environment where, like, women are just housewives or trophy wives type thing. Um, But my dad is just so progressive for, you know, someone born in the Middle East who, like, came here. Um, He actually bought a book when my sister was born that was called How to Raise a Strong Woman. And my dad in general, like, he loves books that have, like, strong female leads and stuff. So he's a little bit of a feminist. So I'm very thankful for him. But also, like, um, just, like, I don't know, hearing about... I, I love asking my parents about their younger years and stuff. And he's talked about all the passions he had and all the things he wanted to try that he never got to do or that he did do, but he just couldn't pursue. Um, and I always just think... I I love my dad, but in a way, I'd love to see who he would have been if he could have, like, pursued something he fell in love with. Um, and I just, I know I'm going to struggle in life, at least for a little bit, but I really just don't think it's, like, worth it to just be unhappy. I don't know. I don't think anyone's unhappy, by the way, if they're doing, like, nine-to-five jobs. But I would be unhappy, so. Right. Yeah. I mean... That's the beautiful thing, though, because it's like it's your life and you're going to have a lot of obstacles, but at least you never got swayed by like an authoritative figure that said no. And that's amazing. I don't want to waste my life worrying about what society wants me to do. 
I just don't. I just want to do what I want to do and, like, love the world. Also, like, why is what I want to do bad? Not, not that anyone said it is, but, like, I mean, society kind of, like, doesn't give artists a, a jump start ever. But, you know. I just, yeah. Like, so what? I'm not going to, like, be that much of a productive person within society. Let me just be happy. No, just let me be me, okay? I don't want to be a part of the factory. The factory? (laughs) Yeah, work corporate. Screw corporate jobs. (laughs) I saw a video the other day where this guy was, like, um, reacting to someone else's TikTok video. And he was like, so the original TikTok was this guy just, like, showing off his van life. (laughs) And I watch lots of van life and tiny home living videos um, because I genuinely like small spaces and like making small spaces homey. That's like what I want for myself. But this guy was like responding to this guy talking about his van life. And he goes, hey, like, listen, van life is cute. But can we just talk about how sad it is that like millennials and Gen Z's have to like romanticize basically being homeless because they can't afford more? And I was like, oh, you put it that way. Yeah, that's a different lens. I've never heard about that. Is it? (laughs) Yeah, but it's so true. I genuinely think of I've. I mean, my parents would hate me for this, but I've genuinely, non-ironically, thought of van life for myself, at least for a time, because what I value is traveling and seeing the world and, and adventuring. But I know I could never do that by just like taking planes and you know, getting hotel rooms and like, that's just so expensive. And I don't even know if I'll be able to afford a home one day. So it's like, these are genuine things that I have to think about. Um, so when you put it that way, it doesn't feel so nice. Yeah, but also <laughs> a part of me when I hear that is safe Buckham. Do something that you're happy with. If you yeah. want to drive in a van and live the awesome nomadic life, go for it (laughs) i mean apart sorry apart from the apart from the um the part where van uses gas and it's not good for the environment in general i think people our age are like trying to be more sustainable and ethical and i feel like these smaller home living type things are that um so i think it's a balance between we're starting to come up in a world where it's really hard to just live and have necessities but also we're we're genuinely care we genuinely care about being ethical and sustainable in our living so i think it's like two you know two reasons why we kind of consider that more frequently now yeah you know why don't we just grab on our grab our smart car our electric car and just like zoom zoom to the grand new electric vw bus i'm telling you do you still want a vw bus that is such a cool katya high school thing i mean high school was not that long ago of course i do i'm getting old (laughs) i'm losing trace of time I don't necessarily want a VW bus, but it's like the only good bus size that is uh, that is electric. Um, Tesla will probably come out with one, but F Tesla. I want a VW. Yes. I have a VW. VWs are my life. I'm kidding. I love VWs though. I think I only ever want VWs. Stick I'm with VWs. <laughs> but I I love my car so much. I asked my dad one day like. Do you think there will ever be a way for some, like, guy to, or not guy, but, like, person to, like, take my car and just convert it into electrical because it's obviously a gas-running car right now? And he's like, Katya, at that point, just buy a new car that's electric. And I was like, but I love my car. I want to have it forever. Like, no. Yeah. I mean... I've, I've been in your car, and I like your car. Have you? Oh, yeah, I think, like, right at the end of high school when I got it or something. We went to CPK. <laughs> we did. <laughs> we went to CPK. Is, okay, what is it with college students and CPK? Because I think with, like, my friend Frida and that little group I have, we have went, like, three or four times to CPK. And, like, what is this? <laughs> 
No, I remember we went to CPK, I think, like, in the summer after our first year of college. And then we yeah, ordered something. Yeah. And then they there was, like, a piece of hair on your food. You're right. And I was like, I'm such a 20-year-old. Or I guess I was 17. But I was like, the lady was like, no, no, I'll take it back for you. And I was like, it's it's fine. And she was like, no, it's really not fine. And I was just so like, I don't want to cause a problem. I was like, no, no, it, it's okay. <laughs> And they took it, and I'm so glad they did. But, like, God, what's wrong with me? I was like, oh, no, it's fine. Oh, my God, nothing is wrong with you. You, you literally had a piece of somebody's DNA in your food. Yeah. <laughs> I think even now I'd probably be like, no, 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 no. It's okay. Look, I'm eating. See, I'm fine. I'm, I'm surviving. It's okay. And then you pull that piece of strand out, and it's like, oh, oily and shit. <laughs> <laughs> customer service yeah. was I like my parents hate me I just customer service like I dealt with it a little bit and I just now I, I like can't I just want to make their lives easier I just can't ugh. if I have to eat the hairy pasta I'll eat the hairy pasta just just please be okay I don't I don't want to stress people out I'm no, kidding I'm I, not gonna eat hairy pasta but. <laughs> hairy pasta <laughs> Yeah, I also, like, kind of feel the same thing where it's, like, I, I can never be what I know just, like, a demanding person. Like, even if it has, like, something bad against me. And I know, like, it's such a bad trait, but, like, I'll just, like, take the punch, right? you know? Right? Yeah. It's like, what is that? Why are we like this? I just don't want to, I don't know. I don't want to inconvenience people. I think there's a lot of people who feel that way, though. Yeah, and and like I remember like telling people like, oh, th- these are like my fears, and then they're like, Yin, this is their job. This is what they have to do. Okay, calm down. It's don't like, don't but stress out. Do they out. have to, or do we just think they have to because we decided they have to? But then that's just me overthinking it. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's a fear. But those are real thoughts, though. <laughs> I just think I can never, I can never be, I know they always say if you're going to have one job, it should be a waiter or waitress for like some amount of time. And I totally agree with that. I just can never do it. I just can't. I I see how some people are treated. I would cry like 80 times a shift if I were like a waitress or something. I could never do it. Waiters and waitresses, they work so hard every day to make sure people are having the best service possible. And then, like, you know, they're in it for the tips. They have, like, lives that they need to, you know, Their flourish and help. relies on tips. And, like, people can tip really crap and it sucks. I know, right? Like, I actually met somebody that doesn't tip at all. And I was like, I'm not judging you, but I'm really judging <sighs> you right now. You know, if you're if you work a job where tips are like a thing that you can receive, that probably means you're not getting paid enough in the first place. So I will tip you like eighty dollars. I mean I don't have eighty dollars, but you know, if I if I did I would. <laughs> For now I'll tip like you know, like seven or eight bucks or something. Hypothetically, you wake up tomorrow and you're like super, super, super wealthy. How high of a tip are you going to give to every minimum wage worker that you meet? Like how wealthy? I mean, does it matter? I'm. I give like fifty bucks. In a perfect world. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Well, I mean, in a perfect world, I would just give all, like, because you didn't put a cap on how like rich I am. so in a perfect world i would just give all of them a million dollars and be done with it so that they could just live or like five million dollars if we're talking like jeff bezos rich i would just give all of them millions of dollars and just be done with it <laughs> yeah dude if i was as rich as elon musk you know what i'm gonna do student loan debt forgiveness there take all my money I hate people with money. They make me want to cry. <laughs> I just told you I cry a lot, though. And I... Ugh, they're so annoying. How, like... I... Who let you have that? It's, like, not even fair. <laughs> it's so past unfair that it's painful. This is code for... I hate the 1%. <laughs> <laughs> I don't 
want to hate you. I don't like hating people. I don't want to hate them for having money, but like, it boggles my mind that they don't just give away some of it because it, like, to them, it's nothing. Like, I don't know. <sighs> okay. Well, we're almost hitting the 45 minute mark, which actually we didn't hit. We're already like super passed by because I'm so into this conversation. But what? we went through so many different <laughs> paths with this. And oh my God. I love our conversation. I love us talking. But my one last question for you is from your experience from being the high school person that you were to this college student that you are now in your early 20s, were there any life lessons, things that you wish you knew back then that you wish to share with us now? I know it's a heavy question, but I believe that you're incredibly insightful. Honestly, I kind of just wish I could like tell younger Katya, which I didn't actually think I'd be in this position so soon where I actually had something to tell younger Katya yet. Um, God, just like, don't be so hard on yourself because I'm still dealing with it now. And I think people need to give themselves more time and stop being hard on themselves. Like I, you know, being like the quote unquote slow one in college where, you know, you typically have the four years or whatever and then grad school or whatever you're doing. Being the slow one who is three years into community college and still not really sure how I'm going to go about my life um, and seeing like all my friends get to the four year mark next, you know, next year and like start to finish their path or, you know, get to grad school, whatever. Um, I see how stressed everyone else is just because of the the amount of like classes they take and the amount of pressure they put on themselves to like get things done and blah 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 and it just feels like this rat race of school is um a little overrated i feel like i mean not that you shouldn't go to school i mean do what you want but i feel like time that's what i'm trying to get at people think that there's like time frames but i don't really believe in time frames just like take it easy and do things the way that they kind of fall naturally, I guess. And don't, yeah, don't be so hard on yourself if things aren't working out, you know, the way that like you think it's supposed to or society thinks it's supposed to. Yeah, um, I think education is following this stupid time construct where it's like you have to be in college in your early 20s but it doesn't necessarily have to be that way because education doesn't discriminate with your age if you want to pursue college later that's fine and i don't like that there's a social hierarchy when it comes to which college you go to because i can attest Mm -hmm. and i'll say this right now there are plenty of people who were forced to go to an expensive four-year only for them to realize that they are going to pursue something that they hate, absolutely hate learning. I know, I think about, you know, I'm so thankful again that I kind of figured that out before I entered college. Like, I never had expectations for myself getting out of high school because I just said, take your time and whatever. Even out of high school, I knew that I was going to take possibly three years in community college and more still my plans are not even going to my high school standards but like seeing some of my younger cousins start trying to get into college and hearing about how they're trying to get into like UCLA or like San Diego and blah 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 it's like man I feel like people just want to go to like they feel like to be worthy they need to go to this amazing college and then also like can we just think about the fact that if we do follow that typical four-year timeline you'd be out of um, college by like um, 20, 21, 22, 23, right? That's so early to attempt to start your life. That is early. Yeah, we're all kids and we're supposed to be learning. Like life, not education, but life. Yeah, Yeah, I feel like people just like, hey, if going to an expensive college and taking the fast track is your thing, great good for you that's awesome like I think and it doesn't actually I'm not saying like everyone should take their time but I think that 
more people would take their time if they thought or realized that they had that like option you know right yeah it's it's incredibly meticulous like everybody's backstories are so different and i can attest that there are a lot of people out there that didn't really have a choice from like the last podcast that i had with daniel lopez he was saying that people that he knew pursued music and they lost their families because of it because it wasn't you know a guaranteed engineering doctorate type of job um Mm -hmm. which makes the creative route so hard but i think that if you are incredibly passionate about something education should not stop you like if you want to do this thing you should definitely do it and take all the resources that you can and try to network and i know it's a little bit difficult but try to network because that will help you incredibly but especially as an artist especially as an artist they always say um specifically with like cal arts because i did have to i i did look into cal arts too cal arts is like a funnel straight into disney because of the connections there a funnel i was like that's a word um, <laughs> that's a word but for real i just want to um yeah i just think it's like i want to spend my 20s traveling learning another language learning new hobbies and skills which i have tried you know i've tried a few of those with covid which is nice um i'm not really concerned about taking two more math classes and another science class just to get into csun at this point csun wants me to do way more than any other school and i don't get why but whatever um yeah that doesn't necessarily concern me i'm more concerned about being the person i want to be rather than doing what college would like me to do right now right you know katya follow the rhythm of your own drum I I know it seems like I think everybody's like in that boat where we're kind of like we're so bitter and irritable but I think if we just kind of like accept that this is us and this is what we want to do and try like really really try to the nail above like ac- like across all these ba- barriers we can somehow find ourselves in a position where we can feel a little bit content but from this point until now we just got to keep persevering and trying to work ourselves i'd also just like to point out i realize how much of a privilege it is to even say any of this um because like i think about people who can't just like pursue what they want like who really just can't for some reason um so i just want to point that out it, it i think that sucks and i don't think we should live in a world like that where people have to do anything that you know takes up so much of their time and energy you know right yeah um the drawbacks of life unfortunately but good luck to everybody at this point (laughs) well i'd like to say thank you so much katya for having this really real conversation with me and To anybody that is angry or irritable about where they are in life, just know that you are in the beginning of your decade and who knows what's going to happen by the end of 2029. Okay? Anything can happen. They really tried to tell us to get out of college in four years by the time you're like 22 or something. That's so like, what? I just started being 20. Let me me have a minute. (laughs) Right? Like, let, let, let me breathe for just... Just a second. Just let me breathe. Let me breathe, but also, can I have, like, a little fun? Oh. Yeah. I want a million rock out here. But, yeah, exactly. Just persevere. You're going to learn many things. And just be the person that you want to be. And if you can't be like that right now, work on it. And that's when you can be totally free. You have the autonomy you have the agency to do whatever you want to do. Don't let anybody dissuade you. Okay? Okay. Any last remarks, Katya? Uh, yeah, be who you want to be, not what other people want. And, you know, if you can, try to stay true to that. And, like, I think that's more rewarding in life. <laughs> Katya is the true yeah. embodiment of that statement, by the way. 
is like depressed, has severe social anxiety, and doesn't draw for seven months, maybe don't take my advice. She needed to come back down to earth. I'm just stubborn. I'm sticking with it, even though I'm currently not in a good place. Because I'm convinced one day it'll be, it'll be for a reason. We'll see. Maybe, maybe in the future, if you do another podcast, you can do an update, and then I'll be in the same. Ah, would you like, like to? For like season two, three, four, five. I would come back. Um, just put like a warning over my episodes that are like, don't take her advice. She's still lost. <laughs> Ten years later. Regardless, I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> well. I'd like to say thank you so much, Katya, for being here. I love you. I appreciate you. We're sending you all good luck. (laughs) I give you permission to tag me. Okay! (laughs) Y'all are going to finally see what I mean when I say that Katya has really good, interesting art. All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Be kind to yourselves. Don't be no fool. And... I'll talk to you next time. Laters.